Hi all, 23-year-old female here. Today I was in a bookstore when a guy came up to me. He had trouble making eye contact, communicating, and was making abnormal gestures overall. The first thing he did was say hi, and said he really liked my outfit, and that I'm very pretty. He seemed really anxious and harmless, so I continued talking to him. He asked me where I live, got my Insta, and phone number. As he was leaving, he asked to take a selfie with me. I thought this was really odd, but said yes, and then he ran away. He followed me on Instagram a couple of hours ago, but his first and last name weren't listed. So I looked up his Instagram handle into Safari to see if he had other social media. Then I found a DeviantArt account with the same name, with hundreds of saved photos of girls tied up. That's the only thing the account had on it. It wasn't like a bondage kink, but legitimately just photos of girls tied up, abused, and being tortured. I confirmed the account was his by digging and matching the birthdays. Am I being paranoid or should I be worried? He has my first, last name, Instagram, and phone number. This makes me feel really uneasy, and I'm having anxiety. Update. I need help. He found my TikTok account that doesn't have my phone number or name attached. He followed it after I blocked him on Instagram. I'm really scared because I have no idea how he found this account. And it makes me think he has found all my social media accounts. So someone please let me know how he found this account. I'm ultimately scared he's going to find where I go to school, my address, etc. Some people in the comments are debating whether it's a kink or not. One of his favorited posts is an extensive explanation of gag theory, outlining details about lungs, lips, etc., and how to properly stop someone from talking, making noise, continuously using the word victim and captor. I've told all my close friends and my mom the entire situation, including his name, so if anything happens, they will have an idea of who's involved. I've also removed my last name from all my social media platforms and privated my accounts. So this happened a couple of days ago. I live in the suburbs of Northern California with my parents in an upper middle class neighborhood. My parents are away for their anniversary, so I've had the place to myself for the week. So I got home from a late shift at work around 1am. I go inside, shower, then head to the kitchen to make some buffalo wings for dinner. I crack open a beer and sat in front of the TV. I was sifting through movies to watch on HBO Plus when all of a sudden the doorbell rings. It actually startled me to the point that I actually jumped off the couch, knocking my beer over in the process. It's now 2am and there was no good reason for anyone to be at the door at this hour. I just stared in the direction of the front door for several seconds before it rang again, followed by rapid knocking on the door and the window. Now, for whatever reason, I was no longer scared, but more annoyed at the fact that some idiot 
would think it's an appropriate time to be banging on someone's front door. I head over to the front door, unlock the deadbolt, and pull the front door open, leaving the chain in place. In the heat of the moment, I did not think to look out the window first. I just yanked the door open. Standing on my front porch was a woman around mid-twenties with long, silky black hair, a purple hoodie with black pants. I said, can I help you? To which she responded with, yeah, sorry to bother you, so late. My boyfriend and I are having some car trouble and our phones are dead. We were wondering if you could possibly let us use yours. She pointed up the street to a dark colored sedan parked underneath the street lamp. And she said, see, that's us right there. Now, had this been any other person, and I'd have said no, but she looked innocent, like she was a college student. I live in a college town, and it wasn't uncommon for college kids to be out late on a Friday night. I asked her where her boyfriend was, and she said he walked to the gas station to see if anyone had a phone there. I pulled my iPhone out and told her to make it quick, as I was about to go to bed. She thanked me and said she'd only take two seconds. She took my phone, dialed a number, and put the phone up to her ear. After a couple of rings, whoever she called picked up, and she said, yeah, it's me, I'm borrowing someone's phone. She stopped talking, and I could barely make out the man's voice on the other end. Now, at this point, I started to feel uneasy. She was taking a lot longer to be done with the phone call, and I started to get impatient. The whole time, she just stood there staring at me with a wide-eyed expression and a creepy smile that looked forced, while this person on the other end kept talking. She finally said, okay, bye, and handed me my phone back. She then said, do you think I might be able to come inside to use your bathroom? I said no and wished her good luck before shutting the front door. Right as I was about to walk away, I heard her laugh and say, you made the right choice. I looked out the peephole and she was still standing on my porch, but now she has a man standing next to her. He looked to be around her age and was wearing a hoodie and face mask. The pair then started to circle around my house, banging on windows and laughing. I didn't hesitate to call 911 at this point. They stuck around for several minutes trying to get in through my back door. I had my Glock 19 in my hand and aimed at the back door with 911 on speaker and I was prepared to do whatever I had to do if they got in. They banged on my back door for around five minutes before they left. I watched them run up the street to that same black sedan I had mentioned earlier and take off up the street. The cops showed up a few minutes later and took a report. They told me that I was the third person to call them that night reporting a suspicious couple attempting to enter their home. I don't know what they had planned, but I'm inclined to believe it was nothing nice. Moral of the story is never answer the front door at 2am, especially without looking to see who it is first. I learned my lesson that night.
I, a 15-year-old female, was camping with a family friend, a 58-year-old female, for a little over a week. One day, we ran out of clean clothes, so we went driving to look for a laundromat. We couldn't find it, so I ended up having to get out of the truck and ask someone for directions. This was where I made the mistake of asking Toby. He looked around my age and looked harmless, so I went up to Toby and asked for directions. He happily pointed out where it was, and I thanked him and made my way back towards the truck. But it felt like he was staring at me. As I was stepping into the truck, he was standing and facing towards me. So as a teenage girl, I'm obviously a little creeped out by him. But I gave him a smile and wave as we drove off. Fast forward at the laundromat. I got bored while me and the family friend were waiting on the clothes, so I decided to walk around. While I walked, I passed Toby and his two little brothers, who were running around. I decided to walk back to the laundromat to check on the clothes, and while walking back, I passed around four to six recycling bins. I get back in the clothes still have around ten minutes left, so I sat outside waiting. I was enjoying the piece until Toby approached me out of nowhere with a pop can. He asked if there were any recycling bins around, acting like he didn't just walk by five of them. I offered to take it and throw it away for him, which he allowed. I thought that'd be it, but he just continued talking to me to keep the conversation. Keep in mind, I'm 5'9", and he's 6'2", so I can't easily tell him off without being scared. While I'm talking to Toby, he asks how old I am, which I responded with, 15. His eyes went wide and he looked me up and down in disbelief, which is when I asked him for his age. He said he was 18 turning 19, but still proceeded on talking to me, saying how I looked at least 18, which I really don't, and how I was so mature. I nodded my head, hoping he'd go away and take the hint, but nope. Finally, the clothes were done, and I began heading back to the truck before he yells at me for my Snapchat. Now, in the moment, I was still oblivious to his creepiness, so I gave it to him and we shook hands. I get back to the camper at around 10pm, and he adds me, which is when I accepted. The first thing he told me to do, yes, told me, not asked, was to turn on my location, which fuck no. I made up some bullshit excuse, and then he wanted to try to convince me to go with him alone somewhere, like I was about to do that. I ended up blocking him, and that was that. This is from a long time ago. 1982, I was 14 and traveling with my father in Georgia, coming across country from Utah. The bus stopped at a fairly large station in St. Louis. Not sure which one. We were waiting for the bus to refuel, I guess. I was sitting on the bench, reading, and I heard someone go, Psst! And I looked up to see this guy standing near the men's room door. He was looking at me and gesturing for me to come over to him. I heard someone clear their throat 
and I looked over near me and saw a uniformed army guy. The army guy was looking at me and subtly shaking his head no. I looked back at the men's restroom and the guy is gone. It was the month of January, and I had just got done with all my exams at college. I'm 21, and being in a long-distance relationship, I hadn't seen my boyfriend in over three months. Since I had some free time, my boyfriend and I planned this getaway trip to the mountains, as it was the prime time to experience the snow. Although this meant that I would have to fly out to his city, I've never been there before. So I was a little skeptical at first, but this trip had to be kept a secret from my brown parents. Not approving of me having a boyfriend, let alone traveling with him. But we were together for five years, so I was determined to go. All of my friends knew about the trip and had all the required details. Fast forward to the day of my flight. I was seated in the window seat next to a fairly older guy, probably in his late 30s. I was on my phone, and so was he. He was texting someone back and forth, and I remember thinking how annoying his phone's notification ring was. He gave me a very weird vibe the moment he sat next to me, but I shrugged it off as I thought I was just being prejudiced against him. As the flight took off, I noticed no one occupied the aisle seat beside him, and I wondered why he was not moving up there. Because one, naturally anyone, whether me or him, would like some privacy. Two, men usually shift or make space for a woman in our country in a public setting. The man was glued to the seat, and I could feel his eyes on me when I was looking out the window. Some time passed by, and he started making small talk and questioning me. Where are you from? Do you stay in the city you're flying to? How old are you? Is your friend coming to pick you up from the airport? I could feel the creepy vibes oozing from his sinister face, and I knew I had to be smart enough to not tell him my personal information. I lied to him and told him that I indeed lived in the city that I was flying to, so there couldn't be any chance of him trying to mislead me. I avoided him and did not pull my eyes off my phone for a long time. He tried to put up this nice guy act and started telling me about his job and travel plans for the upcoming weekend. I wasn't even responding to him at this point. I could in some way physically feel him coming closer to me. I was a little freaked out, but I thought I could handle this for another 20 minutes before the flight lands. At this point, the overhead lights are dimmed as it was night, and at the exact time, I swear the creep grinned and relaxed, before staring down at me like we were in love or some shit. I just backed up to the window and started clicking photos of the view from the flight. This is when the creep says, You're so cute. Can I have your number? I was frozen. He was inches away from my face. No, that's weird, I replied, not being too angry about it, considering he could be a psycho killer. 
Give me your Instagram then. At this point, I was sure this dude would not stop at this. No, I have a boyfriend. Stop, I said sternly. The creep stared at me without blinking, then put on the mask of a nice guy again and offered me a bottle of water. I was glad the flight attendant announced that we were about to land. I would finally be away from him. This is when he started to extend his hand towards me and whispered, Can I hold your hand? I was scared because I thought this guy was definitely going to touch me. What? No. Are you mad? I managed to scream. He just gave me this blank look and said, Why? I kept quiet and was internally praying for him to leave me the fuck alone. The flight eventually landed, and I hurried to get out of there with my stuff. I turned back a few times, and I could see that he was pointing towards me with his friends smiling and staring at me. I quickened my pace towards the baggage claim, and so did him and his friends. I started texting my boyfriend frantically. He told me to stay calm and just get out of the airport as quick as possible without him catching up to me. I picked up my bags and got out of the terminal. I was waiting for my cab and was relieved that I finally made it out. A couple of moments later, I felt someone touch my hair. I turned around and this creep was standing behind me with a crazy smile on his face. My heart was beating so hard, I thought it would jump right out of me. Do you need a ride home? We could take you. Don't hesitate too much. Without saying anything, I picked up my bags and walked up closer to a family with kids and asked if they could accompany me to the parking lot where my Uber was waiting for me. I narrated them the entire ordeal and how the weirdo wouldn't leave me alone. They accompanied me and waited until I was gone. I thanked them profusely. The weirdo kept staring at me with his cold eyes and sunken cheeks as my Uber drove past him. Thankfully, he didn't follow me or anything. I finally reached my boyfriend safely. The trip went smooth. I didn't think about this incident much because it was just a blur now. A few months later, while I was scrolling through my Instagram, a new follower request popped up on my profile. I opened it. My heart was in my mouth. It was the creepy weirdo. He somehow found my Instagram. His text popped up. Remember me? I blocked him. I deleted my Instagram and I haven't been back on there since. P.S. My inner voice told me to complain about the weirdo to the flight attendant, but I didn't because I was already running late and I had only an hour to reach the bus stop during the rush hour. I didn't want to waste time at all by explaining the situation and getting consoled by everyone. I wasn't even sure how this thing would pan out if I complained because my country is a little weird about these things. I just wanted to get out of the airport ASAP and reach the bus stop in the next 40 minutes, which was only possible if I could run out of the airport. Although I insist that if you're in a situation like this, try to get to a crowded place and ask for help from someone. Better if they're a group of friends or family. 
Plus, make sure you research about the city and know where you're going. Tonight, I, a 17-year-old female, finished dinner before my parents even got their food served. I asked if I could go on a walk. We went to Santa Monica for dinner because we're on a trip in LA. I left the restaurant and walked down to Ocean Boulevard. I walked all the way down to the crossroads and everything was fine. The way back to the restaurant was a whole other can of worms. As I walked, a man asked me if I wanted a beer. I turned him down and told him that I didn't drink. But that isn't the end of this encounter. He asked me if I was sure, which I replied yes. After that, surprisingly, he left me alone. I decided to walk on the pathway so I could look out at the black ocean blending with the sky. It was mesmerizing. As I continued walking, I came across a group of about three homeless guys. I gave a head nod to be polite, and one of the guys got up. At first, I thought nothing of it, but as I continued, I saw him pursuing me out of the corner of my eye. I walked a little faster, and so did he. I quickly turned to cross the street, and he followed. I speed-walked up the street towards the restaurant, with him still at my heels. I turned my head to see him maybe six feet away, then I ran. I raced through the front doors of a tourist shop and hid there. I texted my family about where I was, and they came to pick me up. I know it's rather anticlimactic, but it was easily the scariest moment of my life. I'm so glad I got away from that creepo. A while ago, I was living in an apartment complex in Toms River, New Jersey. I lived in a complex where there were doors facing the street. When you went through the doors, there was a set of stairs going up to the top apartment. To the side of the stairs, there was a small hall leading to the bottom apartment. I lived on the top apartment, and my downstairs neighbor was a woman probably 10 to 20 years older than me. We had a very neighborly relationship, saying hi when passing, chatting for a bit when we would bump into each other, etc. After I had been living there for three months, I could tell she had a crush on me because it seemed like she would go out of her way to be outside her apartment when I was. She would get flirty with me. It got to a point where I knew if I left my apartment, I'd bump into her. I'd have to do mental preparation for these encounters and come up with a plan to be able to move on quickly because she would want to talk for long periods of time. Anyway, I was dating someone at the time and made sure to mention this to my neighbor since I thought it would make her back off, but it didn't. Me and my then-girlfriend had only started dating shortly after I moved into this complex. So three months into our relationship, we decided to finally take our relationship to the next level and have sex for the first time. So we made plans for her to come over, and she would plan to spend the night. 
I am really cheesy and try to do romantic things, so she was coming over at 10pm that night. I was vacuuming and cleaning at like 8pm, then all of a sudden there's a knock at my door. I see through the peephole that it's my neighbor. I thought maybe she was going to tell me I was being too loud with my cleaning, but I am a pretty considerate neighbor and I didn't think I was being too loud. So I open the door, she had a smile on her face, and she starts making small talk with me. Things like, so, I hear you are cleaning up here. You expecting company tonight? Is it your girlfriend? Are you guys going to have sex? It felt like she was interrogating me and asking me things that she didn't need to know. I told her that I was having company over and that we would keep it down, and that she didn't need to know who was coming over. She responded by saying she felt she should know who was coming over because the noise would impact her. I don't remember how I got her to leave, but I finally did. My girlfriend came over, and we did have sex. Like I said, I'm a considerate neighbor. I keep things down, but there are some things you can't exactly prevent, like the sound of the bed moving as you're doing the deed. Anyway, the next morning my girlfriend had work, so she got ready and I walked her down to her car. I had the day off, so I was going to get some gaming in and reflect on the incredible evening I had had. When I got back to my apartment, there was my neighbor, waiting at my door. She told me that she had heard everything last night, and it had sounded incredible. She did not hold back telling me what she was doing to herself while she was listening to me and my girlfriend. She would go as far as to say things like, At about 11, I heard this noise. I can only imagine she was doing this to you, or you were doing this to her. And I was very creeped out. I told her that she needed to stop or else I would have to tell management that she was invading my privacy. Needless to say, my girlfriend and I never did it at my place again unless I knew my neighbor was out of town. I told my girlfriend about it, and she was furious, understandably. She even confronted my neighbor, told her it was not okay that she did that, and she was talking to me too much. Since we never did it again at my apartment during the year I lived there, I just had to put up with running into my neighbor and her insisting to have long conversations. I was very happy when I moved to another town. My boyfriend who I live with works as a teacher in a town about 15 minutes away by train. He gets home more or less the same time every day, give or take an hour or so. I, on the other hand, work from home. Late January this year, we had gotten into a pretty big fight about something stupid. I can't even remember what it was about now, but it was one of those fights where we didn't speak to each other text, call, or anything the whole day. So this afternoon, I was lying in bed getting work done. It was Tuesday, and I was pretty sure his last class finished at 1 p.m. on Tuesdays, meaning he'd surely be home at 2.30. But around 1 p.m., I heard the front door open and shut. I thought, huh, I guess he's home an hour early today. 
it was normal for him to skip his last class every once in a while, so I didn't really think anything of it. In fact, I was mostly mentally preparing for the awkward post-fight, hey, how's it going, conversation. So I continued to lie in bed and do my work and wait for him to come in and change his clothes. The bedroom door was closed and I had earplugs sort of half in, as I usually do when I'm working, but I could hear the heavy footsteps of him walking around the apartment. If we hadn't been mid-fight and I wasn't so preoccupied with the awkwardness of it all, I might have noticed it was strange how slow the footsteps were or how long he spent walking around the living room, but I was caught up in the dramatics of the fight and didn't think about it. I was just lying there, waiting, waiting, waiting for him to finally come up. Finally, the bedroom door slowly opened, just a few inches. I turned my head towards the door and prepared to give him a sort of awkward, we've been fighting for 24 hours, huh, smile. But the door didn't open more than a few inches. I looked and saw that there was a woman's hand with red nail polish on the doorknob. Whoever was there slowly closed the door, just as they had opened it, without entering the room. I jumped out of bed, ripped out my earplugs, and sort of froze there for a few seconds while thinking rapidly. My first thought was, that's not my boyfriend. Then I thought, could that have been his mom? His sister? The landlady? For some reason, I concluded that surely it was his mom or sister. So I opened the bedroom door and walked into the living room. There wasn't anyone there, but the room smelled heavily of woman's perfume. Then I came to my senses and realized his mom and sister don't have keys and have never come over before. The landlady never entered without permission. This was a stranger. I ran back into the bedroom and shut the door, now shaking heavily. There is a balcony connected to the bedroom, so despite the cold January rain, I stood on the balcony and called my boyfriend. He picked me up and I asked him if his mom or sister might come over unannounced. He told me, no, don't move, I'm calling the police. The police were there in minutes and searched the whole apartment. Of course, nobody was there by this point. It was weird though. Nothing was missing from the apartment, despite us keeping a full jar of money right in the entrance. Nothing was even touched. In fact, it seemed like the intruder came straight into the bedroom, saw my legs on the bed, panicked, and left. Plus, you can't open that big wooden door without a key. For a few days, my boyfriend and I were convinced it was just the landlady being nosy. I began to feel better. Nevertheless, we demanded that the landlady change our locks. When she came to change them with her husband, she made a discovery. There was a square area by the keyhole that had been scratched away by something. The landlady said surely someone used tools to break into the apartment. 
Then, a day or two later, my boyfriend told me, I have to tell you something, but don't freak out. He told me that the orange kitchen scissors were missing. I obviously freaked out. I tore the apartment apart looking for those scissors. It's been six months and those scissors are gone. So the whole thing is just creepy and weird. A stranger breaks into a nice apartment, but doesn't touch or take anything valuable, not even the jar of money sitting right at the entrance, takes scissors from the kitchen, goes straight to the bedroom, sees someone in bed, and immediately leaves. I never got to meet that person who opened the door that day. I hope I never do. Hello, chill and thrill seekers. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this type of content, please consider subscribing. If you got a story, feel free to submit it to my subreddit, r slash Links in the description below. Thank you, my spoopy spectators. Be safe out there. I'll see you again soon.